begin. What was your week like, Lori? Oh, well, I had a fun week. I had, um, I had my shows of flappers, you know? Oh yeah, that's right. I all, cause I hadn't headlined since, uh, mid August. So it was like six weeks of, you know, 10 Just to doing... 20 minute sets. And, uh, so I, uh, did that thing where I went over my act, which I hate. And, oh yeah. Um, you know, uh, but, but I always worry, Oh, I, I don't have it anymore. I always worry when it's been too long between headlining sets and, uh, then, you know, first show, I got it. I got, you it. got it. You got it. You so got it. Friday, Friday, eight o'clock. You're in. Yeah. yeah it was, Doing it. It was fine. Did Jay Leno do guesties? Leno, uh, was out of town, I guess. Okay. So Suba uh, Agarwal, uh, I think you're saying her last name right, uh, featured, very funny. And uh, our own Raymond Lau. Woo! Uh, Shout out to Raymond Lau. The stuff, um, MC, clip it out. Funny. And Nick Alexander did a couple guest sets. So uh, it, was a, it was a good show. That's a nice show. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I did. So you did four shows at Flaps. And... Uh, and, uh, I, am having one night a week where I get no sleep at all. And then it ruins the next three days. Oh yeah. So, uh, but that it's would. the same night. And so this one oh. was a Thursday night. And then, so I, I just, after this podcast, I'm going to collapse and yeah. hopefully Fall get, over. gain some sleep. Are you just staying up late watching TV or something, or no. you just having a hard time getting to sleep and hard time just ruminating, thinking, I don't know, just, you know, maybe because I don't have it, you know, well, that's not true. I do have things I have to do, but, uh, maybe it's cause I have to wake up so early every morning to get my kid to school now. Like, Oh, right. The, oh, right. You're maybe you're just sort of getting in that, like getting in the, in the groove of that. It might take a second. Yeah. How long's I mean, it been? My, uh, it's been since August. <laughs> okay. Last time I headlined before. Uh, okay. But, uh, yeah. So, well, it's neither of us. It's neither of us. Our thing is to wake up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. you know what? Kids shouldn't be going to school at 8 a.m. They should go to school at 10 or 9 a.m. Whatever works with their body clocks. No kid is naturally up at, at 7 in the morning. It's just not good. I don't know why we keep doing this. It's to align with work schedules, but it's not good for kids at all. It really isn't. Well, there's uh, all of my nieces and nephews were up at like 7, like right freaking there. But teenagers aren't. All the teenagers in the world no. are asleep, and um, you that are up early. But it's it's maybe because they're just uh, they're um, uh, good students, and so they know they need to be up early. But given let, allow the, their body cycles allowed to act as if they're supposed to, they would you know sleep till nine or ten. Well, and the the you know I I read an article very powerful had to be true about how the U.S. Uh, school system was set up in the in the 30s or whatever to or or 20s and 30s when they were you know broadband public school systems to uh, to create factory workers. 
Really? And so, yeah, yeah. So there, the the timeline, the time was set up so that they would get up early, and then the bells that would go from class to class to class, and you know, they were they were to train us to be good factory workers. And then we uh, gave away all of our factory jobs, and it's really for the best. It's not a great job. It's not fun. Um, training students to be good Uber drivers. And to me, that's, they should be able to set their own schedule. That's, that's the life that they're looking for. <laughs> right. Right. If that's the, if that's the workforce, that's how they should, that's how it should be happening. If you're going to own an ice cream truck and drive around and be your own boss, you yes, should. It should be the same way. I don't know why they're, they're. Why they're doing it. But and, uh, there it you is. Know, like. Some of the curriculum is, is, I do wonder if, you know, you have kids that like math, that's fine. But there's other kids like my son, like this is all he needs is to know how to, is, is to balance a checkbook. And by the way, so does half of the country. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, can we just go, all right, this one's not going to do calculus. This one, this one's not headed for that. Can we just put them off into uh, like financial literacy and uh, what a mortgage is and what the stock market is and all that kind of stuff. So at least when they're out, they're not, you know, getting all this shit on YouTube or something, you know, and, and who knows the kind of misinformation they're getting. Well, I, I once taught head start had mm -hmm. to be, it was either six or 16, I forget weeks where I learned more things than these children, but it was an after school program for a, uh, like ninth to 12th graders. And it was sort of half childcare and half, um, teach them stuff like how to balance their checkbooks yeah. and how to fill out a job, uh, application. Yes. Yeah. How to write and, the kind of sentences they want on a job application, you know, well, literally just, uh, filling out the forms. And then there was some talk of cover letters. So, yeah. um, but those are, those are good skills for any kid to have. And if you didn't, if you didn't have my siblings, uh, you probably didn't get that in school. Did you learn that? I don't think so. I Where did you learn that. to balance a checkbook and oh, I'm, write I'm cover letters? Uh, tomorrow, I'm taking. <laughs> You're gonna find the right YouTube channel. And, uh... <laughs> I joined Masterclass, Jackie. I'm sure someone there. <laughs> um, so you have uh, harangued me for months because I have two cars, right? Right. And uh, I have a 2006 Hyundai and a yep. 2009 Corolla. That was my mom's. And mm -hmm. um, uh, I just didn't want to deal with the Corolla because it's a lot of death certificates at the DMV and all that shit. And I just I just put it off for a long time. And uh, then the Honda uh, had, you know, it had an incident. It just uh, there's stuff spewing out of it. And my mechanic, it took him two weeks to figure it out. And it's going to like a total uh, rehaul of the engine. And, and that usually doesn't happen with Hondas because usually a transmission goes. So the transmission's next because it's got almost 200,000 miles on it. So um, I'm donating it to uh, KCRW or Cars for Kids or one of those. Right, places. right. And uh, I'm, uh, so it died is what you're saying is that it, it needs. 
Yes, it means it means it needs too much work for what what we have left on it. And the uh, Corolla. Uh, so now my mom's car is mine. And so I've been driving it around and like the garbage, the little garbage baggie is mm-hmm. still her garbage. And there's like there's like a little Jolly Rancher wrapper. Oh, from must have been from like, you know, late 2018. Yeah. When she was still driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wow. You know, those old ladies, like, they love those. They love a hard candy, man. They love a hard candy. I can't wait to get super old and get into hard candy. Uh, I wonder because they're, they're usually their teeth are not their own at that point and their gums are more sensitive. Why would they want a hard candy? It seems counter. You can suck out a hard candy for a long time. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I have no idea. Maybe maybe it's candy that lasts a long time. Um, Depression era. Those, those, she ever liked those butterscots? Those butterscotches? Uh, yeah, she liked them, but she liked more of the Jolly Ranchers with the, uh, the you know, the, the fruit. Red, yeah, yeah, yeah. Butterscotch. The, the fruit like flavored. Them. Yeah. Like so are you going to have to do all the paperwork for this thing at some yeah. point? Or, yeah. Or are you just going to drive it around until somebody well, cares? I can I can drive it because uh, it's listed under my mom's estate. And then that's, you know. That's you. Yeah. Right. So I, I can technically drive it. and. It's not listed under her name anymore. So it. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I still have to bring, you know, documentation to the DMV and I don't feel like it. I don't know. No. Can you, can you go to AAA? No. Okay. And um, that's all. There's, it's not a solvable problem, Jackie, except for me doing something I don't want to do. That's it. Right, right. There's uh, I'm a huge fan of you um, putting it off for another year and a half. <laughs> and giving it to your son and you getting a new car that you could have for 20 years. I literally, if you just, you know, just roll up some pennies, give them cash, take this. I don't want a car payment. Just, uh, share a car. I mean, what's, what's he doing? What's he, he's not going out every night. He's not going to have a job, you know? Right. <laughs> he could get a job. But he could get a job over in that mall that's walkable from your house. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a. He could work uh, at Starbucks. He could work at. Uh, yeah. That that'd be that's a cool kid job when you're 16. Okay. Well, I'll let him know. Auntie Jack. Let him know. In the coal mines, <laughs> and he should be getting up at 8 a.m. to practice for that. I guess. Yes. Tell him that that's what his education has been preparing him for as a job <laughs> at uh, at the Starbucks. Does he like coffee? Uh, he no, he doesn't drink it. No. Okay. Because uh, no the, smartphone, the, no coffee, no coffee. So he's not that kid. All right. Nope. Not. That's uh, nothing wrong with that. I tried to watch your Squid Games. Uh, why did why it's my Squid Games and why didn't you enjoy it? I saw your tweet, your threatening tweet. <laughs> it's uh, I get it. I get it. Ever since uh, whatever Battle Royale, I get it. Uh, I don't need to see all the versions of the Hunger Games forever. Oh. It's uh, it's essentially it's it's I I've, I've, I read a hundred bullets. I you know I know I'm responsible for my own orgasm. I don't need to watch this. <laughs> hey, where is this going? <laughs> there was that's a line from that's a line from Tootsie. It's uh, Jessica Lang says that she read uh, some book uh, and she knows she's responsible for her own orgasm. 
What a disturbing reference in a movie where uh, most of the participants are shot in the back fleeing for their lives. Uh, some of them, and then some of them are just, uh, they've accidentally moved. The, uh, so I, I watched the first episode, and at the end of the first episode, there's the, there's the guy, you know who, see, the thing is, is I know that we're not going to get enough of the guy who I want to follow. It's sort of like Game of Thrones. Okay. Game of Thrones, I wanted the entire show to be about that wall that had the ghosts on the other side. The okay. whole seasons, all of the, that's what all I wanted right there. And it wasn't. And so uh, this one, I just wanted to be about the guy that caught his shirt. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. never moved. That uh, guy. He, he features quite uh, heavily in the, uh, in the whole season that I've seen. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I still don't yeah. care. But because uh, I do because I but here's the good news. The what if series of the Marvel animated what if series mm -hmm. that's on Disney. Uh, they aren't one offs. There's a through line. OK, I guess that there's an arc. That's great news for me. That's great news for those of you that are watching what ifs going. Why, why isn't this going anywhere? Uh, and me justifying it by going they're What ifs they're going to be one offs. So. They're going to be what they're going to be. I just realized I'm not actually hooked up to the Internet completely. So I don't know if I've frozen or Kyle has. Oh, you're no. speaking and we can hear I you and see Kyle's you. I being very still. I think he's. Oh, yes. That's how I did a little several. Bit. I did several shows this week. I have another one tonight. Um, working on the new stuff just because I can. Right. And um, still need to write set lists. Have chosen not to. <laughs> no, I can't. There, I identify with you on many levels, but nothing more when you when you're supposed to do something to make your own life better and you don't do it. And here's the hard drive. Yes, it has all of staycation on it. The cool. very glamorous. And uh, weirdly enough, it's a different size USB port. So uh, I was like, I how do I? Because I have to get this to. To 800 pound gorilla. Oh, I've also uh, been talking to the powers that be about selling the, the video. You told me, so it's the same people you told me in person about that. Uh, I think so. Body? Yeah. Oh, it's, that's cool. And so I got the first draft of their offer. Right. And yeah. they right. said it was, you know, they were like, okay. yeah, it's not going to be great. So then, then I, I passed it on to, to my lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I have a lawyer, you guys. And so uh, very glamorous. <laughs> I've never had a lawyer before. <laughs> uh, it turns out if you have $500, someone will talk to you. So oh, you um, whole team at that I could have a whole team that that wanted to earn five hundred dollars mm -hmm. uh, each. But the so I, I said the sort of the bullet points of what the contract would be. Yeah. And then we talked it through as to what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I want is the right to make like a hundred DVDs for promotional purposes. And those promotional purposes are my dad and his friends and several other old people who would <laughs> like a DVD. <laughs> and so the lawyer's like, well, what about selling DVDs at the, um, at the shows, which tells you how old my lawyer is. Are people buying DVDs though? I mean, there might no. be some. No, they're not. Nobody is. Nobody is. Okay. Nobody's. I have uh, Horcrux DVDs mm -hmm. uh, that 
will be the next set of coasters that anybody might want. So, so I should throw away my CDs that I was forced to buy from rooftop, rooftop way back when, right? I mean, no, I no. Think- uh, when we do live shows, okay, you should uh, sign them. Uh, this is what I'm doing with the with the misprint of my bread album. Okay, I'm giving people a pack of four of them mm-hmm. as coasters. You know, um, you're giving them garbage. Uh, please throw this out for me. Yeah. Uh, please recycle this for me, but actually not really. Cause some people are like, no, I'll totally use them as coasters. I, um, I, I'm going to try to figure out how to recycle them. Yeah. If you find out, I'll, I'll hear it. Cause, uh, I still have about a hundred of the misprinted bread ones. Yeah. Yeah. I've been holding on to these for their decade. Years. Yeah. For over a decade. And every, every year I hate all the jokes on it more. So I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm holding on to it. I don't know. Yeah. I paid for it. It's uh, what's that's the, why the, it's the thing I've um, uh, the concept I've seen on Twitter like 20 times in the past three days, maybe because of um, uh, squid game, but it's sunk sunken fallacy syndrome or sunk 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 something where like you put so much money in that. Mm. Even though you're oh, OK. Pull out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's it called? A money pit. I saw that movie, Tom Hanks. Um, a sunk fallacy cost, I guess, is what it is. Or sunk cost fallacy. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. It's it what, it's what keeps people sitting uh, at a chair in front of a quarters machine um, getting emphysema. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Yeah. Um, I have this bit. I have several bits that are new that none of them have endings. Right. And uh, I have a set tonight and then we're tomorrow night, which will be the Monday that this comes out. We're doing a live Jackie and Lori mm-hmm. at Flappers mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be you and me, mm-hmm. Maggie May, Sheila Ratner, Carmen Morales and Alice Hamilton. Yep. And um, and then we're going to do a couple of rush ticks. We're going to do some rush ticks live shows. Oh, yeah. You told me that. I just yeah. take orders. Um, yes. OK, then I'll just schedule it and then you guys just show up. Is that cool? Yeah, sure. All right. So it's a live podcast we're doing on Zoom. Yeah. Oh, that's It'll be a rush ticks live podcast. And then uh, they'll they'll give Kyle the audio <laughs> and it will also be released as uh, as a podcast on Are the Monday. People, will people be commenting uh, like in a chat as we're. They talking? can be. They can. They, because uh, it'll be rush ticks. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. And yeah. And if we do, if we do it regularly, they'll be excited about that. And I was like, well, I might be excited about that. We're all, we're already doing our podcast mostly over zoom. So it it doesn't seem to be too different. So that's. Yeah. I think uh, extra revenue for you and me, you know what, we're about multiple revenue streams. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you've joined multiple revenue streams. I saw that you were yeah, wondering about revenue streams right now. So I'm right, right. Exactly. Just, just sound exchange. Mm-hmm. That's not going to cut it. Um, yeah. And, and a headline weekend at flappers as fun as it is, doesn't pay the bills. So, um, you know, I sell in books after the show, you know, mm-hmm. I got a lot of books for sale. I'm like, <laughs> because, uh, you know, dead people suck was published on the day of the Parkland mass shooting. So my publisher was like, we're not going to promote this thing because, uh, why didn't he it. hold it? Oh, cause oh, it was it, already it, set. Yeah. It, it had already come out like in an hours yeah. later was the Parkland shooting. 
So like it came out on February 14th and then on that same day, like it was already a done deal. So, yeah, so basically I've been, and nobody would tweet about it, you know, like Mm -hmm. profile people wouldn't tweet about it because for two solid weeks, it was just like mass shooting, death, death, death. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so anyway, I've been, I've been left to my own devices to market my book. So whatever I, so I'm just like a traveling book sales. <laughs> right. And, and you're thinking about doing the, the small theater thing. you you like the, the no, sort I of the, just, I was just looking at other people's other comics road gigs, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all do. Like, like we all should be doing if we're not doing it, if yeah, we're not doing it, you're not thinking, like I got an email from this guy asking me how to do the road. Oh my God. And that He's is a direct quote. And the thing is, is I like him. I don't know if he can, or I mean, he's going to try. And I'm like, you know, the only way to learn to do the road is to do the road. That is the only way. And, and if you have some sort of other income, you can feature, or if you're willing to live in your car. And one of those two things. I, you know, I don't even know what to, somebody asked me about interning at uh, late night shows. They can mm-hmm. rappers. And I was like, Oh yeah, let me send me your info and I'll, I'll look into it. But then I was like, it's kind of puts me in a weird position because I, I don't want to be contacting writers who I kind of, you know, would like to be considered for a job for yeah. and going, asking about something else. It's different if you had a job and then you, then, then all you would be doing is pinging them going, Hey, somebody asked me about this internship. Uh, I'm just trying to help. Exactly. Exactly. At this point, it might sound like you're looking for the internship. I know. And I'm using that as an excuse to make contact. That's what you can't. Yeah. Shit. Um, but the other thing is, is I don't know because of COVID if they're, they're even bringing in unpaid interns anymore because, why yeah, really they're not doing warm up. Well, they're not, they're not even, well, that's a paid position, but I'm saying like, like interns at late night shows, they don't get paid, they get college credit. And, um, uh, you know, which that whole ecosystem could be definitely examined. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> for, for, it I like that it's an ecosystem. <laughs> well, only college students that don't have to pay for their own college can really, you know, afford to spend eight hours a day interning and working yeah. for free. And if you're paying yeah. for your college and you're working your way through college, you can't also go to a, a late night show and just sit around, you know, or make photocopies for, you know what I mean? Yep. So whatever. So it is, it does lead to a cherry picking of certain economic class of people that start getting, you know, Oh, Hey, we know you, you, why don't you just do this job? Cause this guy just quit. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So, okay. Honest. That's a separate thing, but, um, but also, I don't know that uh, that, you know, I mean, paid employees probably aren't coming into work right now, still Zooming and stuff. So I'm not even sure if they if they know. need I feel, interns. I feel yeah, I said I would try. And I and it was it's an easy like you said, it was an easy thing to do if I'm, you know, obviously I could talk to somebody, Conan, you know, mm-hmm. where we were working in or my my uh, parallels at other shows. But now, you know, it just feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Would, right. You know, oh, P.S. Uh, I'd be happy to do packet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Are you guys looking at packets? You guys looking at packets? Yeah. And uh, I'm that person. So. Right. But the thing is, is to be that person. I think you could be that person, and that's not bad. But just, but separate from the intern question, like you could just I mean, ping. 
I think here's what I want you to do. Don't you want to know? Can't you wait uh, to find out what I want you to do? Mm -hmm. Um, I uh, here I'm typing it. Okay. I want you to ping that person. Oh, sure. Okay. And because that would be a fun job for you, I think. Oh, God, yeah. Because it's because it's 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 monologue, but also sketchy. Yeah. And it's super dark. And yes. I hear newsflash, Lori Kimartin, super dark. Uh, your new vaccination joke uh, fucking murders. I just, not okay. anyone. Yeah, vaccinations don't murder. They save lives, you guys. Patience <laughs> turns on vaccine. vaccine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What did, uh, there was, there was all sorts of drama among the lefties that have gone so far left. They've come around, right? You, you texted me about that guy. Those stupid ads. Listen, there's like, and maybe I'm an asshole online too. And people tolerate me in person, you know, but there's a couple people I know who are like, well, I see them online. I'm like, what? And then in person, they're just normal, including this person mm. where I'm like, ah, oh, shit, yeah. that's weird. But, you know, I, I do think we are our worst selves sometimes on the Internet. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe via, and, and via texting. Yes, that I have you. And then yes, <laughs> the two of us just typing names like crazy. What well, we are as monkeys. We're trying to write Shakespeare. You guys. I know it's <laughs> it's just. Uh, but then, you know, they could be doing that about us. Those fucking uh, you know, they want vaccine mandates. Those two assholes. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Right. I saw. Um, I said, well. And and I freaking love this guy, and I'll and I'll say his name because he was talking to me. Uh, I did that that Tim, the steaks and chops thing that's outside, kind oh, of yeah, a cool that's kid where I show. Met my dear friend, the heiress. Oh, the heiress with the with the with the nails. Yeah, with the claw nails. Yeah, the claw nails. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was there working with James Adomian, and oh. James Adomian is essentially the other. Armenian comic who everyone knows, <laughs> right? Oh my God. And you guys on the same show. All of Glendale turned out. Come on. I got so many of these, Jackie. Let me do them, please. Oh my God. When, when I did Rontowski show, and then I went over to do the Tim show working with, but Mary Basmachian was headlining in the main room. Oh, so someone was a Karen that said her, t- she has a TikTok character. She has a character. She does on TikTok. That okay. Comedy clubs. Like, Mary Basmanchian is she was a previous comic of the week. She's yeah. super funny. Very funny. And that's awesome that she has a TikTok character that's blowing the fuck up because she's great. Okay. And I was so psyched because she was headlining the main room. And I was like, and so I just popped into the green room to say congrats and, and hooray for her. And uh was that full? So it was uh I just popped into the green room. I didn't look, but oh, uh, but the main room sounded full. Yeah. Anyway, so um, so I go to yeah. Tim. Yeah. Is she is she from Armenia or her parents are from Armenia? I think How she was that? like, uh, I think she was a child. Oh, so she's from Armenia. Oh, OK. I think. Right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but okay. full like and it's so funny. Uh, and when I say funny, I mean, I don't mean funny. haha, uh, mm-hmm. because the Armenian Azerbaijan war. Um, I didn't pipe up because oh, right. I live here <laughs> and, uh, there's already a civil war happening around me. Uh, I don't need, uh, to get involved in another war. You don't need but, more people angry at you. Well, and, and this might get 
because I freaking love James Adomian. He's hilarious. Yes. He's a good guy. Yep. He's a, a sweetheart of a human being. Yep. And he's super mad at Azerbaijan. And he went to Armenia during the war and he was talking about how he wanted uh, he'd always wanted to go, but he wanted to go with his brother and he wanted uh, to stay more than a week. But he went alone by himself for a week just because he wanted to see it. And I can't you know, there's there's it's it looks beautiful. The pictures, it's all mountainous and there's super old Armenian churches that would be neat to see. And but um but he was like, I'm, I don't know if they could do comedy yet because I think they're still reeling from the war. But I would want a book like – and he wants to do like an Armenian kind of block for uh, Austin. Oh, my God. For the for South by Southwest. Oh uh, and I think he's really in with that guy. And I was like, I would do any show that, that James Adomian would support. Yeah. Just right, because right. James Adomian is seriously heart in the right place. I love that guy. But he's also – his politics are extreme in different areas than my own, right? Sure. That's fair so, to say. <laughs> right. Like I am extremely angry about other things. And as much as I like Bernie Sanders, I don't like Bernie Sanders as much as James Adomian does. And I don't know anyone who does, uh, but because he does an amazing impression. It's it's amazing. His DNA at this point, Bernie Sanders. It really is, though. He did a couple of bits and one of the bits they were. Everything was very funny. He said, do you think that that bit would do better if I did it as Lewis Black? And then he did it as Lewis Black. And then he said a different joke. He's like, would this joke work better if I did it as Andy Kindler? And then he did it as, as Andy Kindler. And, uh, it's so freaking funny. So, um, he's awesome. But, uh, yeah, that show was super fun. Maddie, uh, spacing his last name, the guy, which Fontana, maybe Halloran. No, I think it's Maddie Fontana. It's something like that. He's he's uh he's Boston guy. He's the guy yes. who books the Tim gig. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna. You're gonna I'm... make sure that I'm wrong. Fair enough. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. And uh, oh, no, Fontana. You're right. Yeah. What, what am I thinking of? I don't know, but I want to. I want to work whoever. Wh- Halloran. I need. I need work. I need set. I need stage time. Tonight I'm doing a, a gig uh, that Carmen he's set up. Maddie Fontana. Oh God, he was really funny. Yeah, and uh, and that Boston accent comes out stronger oh on stage God. than off. Hilarious. It's hilarious, but it's 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 real. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so this week I'm doing two gigs at different improvs, like uh, opposite sides of L.A. I think it's Brea and Oxnard. Okay, with Bamford on Wednesday and Thursday. Monday we're doing our thing. Tuesday night I'm at uh, the Vino place over in Atwater. Oh, oh, Oeno Vino. Yeah, whatever it's called. I'm yeah, doing that. That should be super like fun. Yeah. And then um, there's a Dunkin' Donuts across the street from that where I've left my son many times while I went down to the <laughs> stairs. I, it's my it's one of my favorite coffees in the world of chain coffees. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts nails it. Yeah, it's good. And um, and I don't even fucking like donuts that much. Yeah. But it's hard to look at a rose and rose of donuts and not go. I could eat a donut. <laughs> and, uh, and then all of a sudden you've ordered a donut <laughs> like a jackass. Right. Uh, I don't want to be a donut person. And then my wedding anniversary is on Friday. I did not book it. I could have booked it. I oh, could have been hurts. at the Sacramento punchline. It still hurts me that you didn't. 
I know it. I know it. And then, um, and then, oh, I'm doing the El Cab, uh, I'm doing Uncab next Saturday at the El Cid. I did the El Cid for Vance. We were both there. Yeah. And I had, I forgot that it was down the stairs and then down the stairs and then down another step of stairs in the boot. The boot oh, remains. Not boot. I can't believe it. How long are you in that boot? Well, this is, this is three weeks now. And I Oof. didn't wear it last night when I went to Paper Heroes and my foot hurt. So I'm wearing the boot today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, let's take a break. Hey, excuse me, everybody. I just uh, wanted to say a few words about the beautiful couple. I've known you two for a long time, and you get along like peanut butter and chocolate. Or, you know, like like uh, comedy and culture, like uh, Maximum Fun podcasts. <laughs> Actually, they're having a block party from October 11th to October 22nd, and that's kind of like your party, right? You have a community of friends and family, and... Max Fun has a community of shows and audiences that support them. You're having a new start with your life together, and Max Fun will be putting out new episodes that are especially welcoming to new audiences. So it's a great time to introduce your friends to your favorite show or jump into one you haven't tried Is before. He still talking about podcasts? And they're setting up a volunteer event where we can help out our local communities. Plus, Maximum Fun is going to have games, prizes, episode wrecks, so much other fun stuff. What's wrong with Kyle? Is he okay? Oh! <laughs> anyways, anyways, sorry for getting carried away there. If it's all right with everybody here, let's all raise our glasses for a toast to the Max Fun Block Party, <sighs> which you can learn more about at MaximumFun.org slash Block Party, and don't forget to join in on October 11th. Actually, that... <laughs> That sounds pretty cool. And uh, let's do Comic of the Week, yeah. who I worked with last night at Paper Heroes. I thought we'd done her already, for sure. I thought so, too, because she's she's out. She's working. She's been working as long as us, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie Bloom. Stephanie Blum. I think it's Bloom, actually. Blum. And I always, that's why I think it's, because I thought there was an E on the end, but there isn't. Is it just at Stephanie Blum? You have consistently for the last hour insisted there's an E at the end of her name. And I, right. I have to tell you, it's not the pre-show yes. that I, we should record the pre-show for the no. Patreon. <laughs> That's but, how we lose our Patreon. It's just three people <laughs> mumbling to themselves. <laughs> uh, but she's, she was great. She had a lot of really good um, kids stuff and mom stuff. Yeah. And I so guess. find her and work her. Yes, I worked with her many times in New York. I think she was more of a Long Island comic when I was when I when I was out there. So I'd see. She had a real New York vibe, man. She had yeah. a really really jamming jamming the the New York thing. Well, you know who's going to have a New York vibe this weekend? That one? You going yeah. to New York? I'm uh, I'm flying out Thursday night doing my okay. guy, and uh, then I have uh, on Friday night. My mm -hmm. first show is in Brooklyn at Union Hall. I'm doing Whiplash. They moved it to Brooklyn. Oh and, wow! Uh, the last the last one, Al Franken was on it. So I don't know who's on this one, but I know is Aparna still still working with them? No, no, I I don't know. I you know I I doubt it. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, so that's uh, that's my first show, and then I'm gonna go into uh, Manhattan. From I told uh, I gave my avails from 10 p.m. am on, and I got I got booked till one in the morning. Holy smokes! And, uh, Friday night. Yeah, and then Saturday I'm all day at the stand or all night at the stand, like five or six spots at the stand, and then wow. I wrap up at uh, I think the Broadway or Greenwich Village uh, last set, like at 12:55 p.m. That's Friday. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have that thing. I, I signed an NDA. I can't talk about it. So I won't okay. talk about it, but I am yeah. doing that on Sunday. Are you? Yeah. Type that to remind me. Oh, right. I can tell you about it at a later date. I would love to. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird that, that you're the thing. Here's where we're at. I mean, I just, I keep saying yes to things right. because I, it's, it's multiple revenue streams and exposure. And, and at this fair. level, we should not be doing that. Right. And I so is it, I mean, it, well, no, in theory, theory, in theory, yeah, but there's no theories anymore. It's all blown out the window. Like, I feel like younger comics were never given this expectation of a road to success, right. Of you do, you do a late night set, you do this, then you, you get Montreal, then you get a deal, then you get your sitcom. Like that was presented to us. <laughs> it <laughs> really was with as, a bow on it. They were yeah, like, this is, this is, this, this is, this is the way that it's going to happen. What is yeah. your sitcom? People were constantly asking what your sitcom was. And you're just right, like, right, right. can I give you a paper cut? Shut the fuck up. I don't sure. know. Uh, yes, definitely. Many paper cuts. Um, <laughs> But, but so to me that, that ruined my mindset of, I, so I have this, this thing of, I, it should be like this and it's not like this. And I don't know the, the, uh, the, the motivation to go, it's not like that. It was never like that. Like that, like even like Doug Stanhope brain, you know what I mean? Yeah. I never like, had what's that. A- I was, I was always like, Oh, uh, here are are those the steps okay i'll do the steps and a comedy actually you know people do better when they go fuck the steps you know they don't uh sorry i know stepping on some of your shit now uh fuck the the suggestions that you think i should take and they just do their own thing you know and like and and stanhope's like the perfect example from our generation who did that early on and uh you know we were I we were given an idea. You believed, yes, because we were given a vision of what success kind of looked like. Right. And I guess what the next gen, the generations under us, their expectation is that they have to blow up on TikTok. They have to blow up on well, YouTube shorts. Yeah. You know, they're they're just like, yeah. if I can sell enough of this, I can fill theaters, and then maybe I can make my own show like Mindy Kaling. You know, maybe that's right. their maybe that's what they're being sold go around instead of like trying to uh you know impress these set of people you they just keep going around those people completely and those people are following them you know right what what i'm saying is is it's um like when i was looking at like those you know some road dates for some comics and i was like well they're these are one-nighters and these places i've never heard of are you know are you are you cold calling venues mm-hmm. and just go like, Hey, I'm in San Antonio, which is six hours away on Thursday night. Uh, how about Wednesday night? I do a set at your place. And then you, are you doing all of that work by yourself, which is 
fucking enormous amount of work. Right. But that was me in 92, you know, where I, where I would, I would, I would call the, you know, it was back when the VHS tapes and you had to call and then they'd say, we're not, I'm not really booking right now. Call me back in a month. You're Send calling me a tape. into an existing system. You're calling into a comedy club that already has a manly, they know how to fill their seats, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that stuff. Really. If you're a headliner, you do a door deal. Yeah, you do. But, but working in a club system, they they're doing like 80% of that stuff and you kind of show up. I'm saying it looks like a lot of comics are like doing the whole fucking thing and, you know, and just planting themselves in, you know, near Tennessee for a month and then just, you know, building out from there, which is incredible, but it's so much fucking work. I think unless I know. think, well, that wasn't that what you were doing, Kyle? Oh, yeah. No, I'm loving listening to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, so part of it is like new media changed everything. Like mm-hmm. once everything became the streaming stuff, they pulled the money out of everything. There's no union laws. There's nobody watching anything. So tech people just got to take advantage of stuff and you can't kind of go back after that. At the same time, it became a huge tool for people to be able to use that media clout to then try to get representation to even enter the arena that was happening in the 90s. So it right. becomes this catch-22 of either like, work for free constantly to get to the level where you can actively be played or, you know, you kind of build these ecosystems where it's all these independent shows where people can develop their content, but it's all, you know, other comics building structures without any help or not help, but like any existence of like industry or, or even like comedy club situation. So it just became this thing of like, you kind of had to figure out how to work because all the doors got closed. Right. It kind of reminds me of that Birmingham gig that we did, Laurie. Right. Where that, yeah, that guy was like, well, you could do, you know, you drive up to Cherokee, you drive up to this, you know, you go to, uh, there's a, there's a basement in Atlanta that you can do. But that that, that is an existing uh, run. It's it's, it's like, it's like, like triple runs, right? Yeah. They're more like, they they are more like that. But there's no central booker is the key. You're the central booker instead of triple giving you five shows. Like you've got to build the shows, but everybody kind of knows that you're coming through. So it becomes this word of mouth thing. Oh, it's okay. a word of mouth thing created. And, and you're just like, well, I'm doing Fort Collins. The Fort Collins, Dave Rodriguez is like, well, do yeah. you want to do Boulder on Sunday? I know that guy. Yeah. And so that can lead to the yeah, next absolutely. thing. And okay. it builds on that. And your fellow people you perform with. Like sometimes you'll get three or four people in a car because each one knows a couple of contacts in a couple of cities and you combine your resources and spread out. And, and yeah. put and, and put a, a tour together like that. Yeah. But those tours are super labor intensive. There isn't Ooh. a central booker like Summit or Tribble or uh, Yoder or Hanson yeah. or. Yeah. But hey, here's good news though. I heard Pat Wilson, and this is 20 years ago. So Pat Wilson, she might get mad at me anyway. She got mad at me 20 years ago when I told her I couldn't do her gigs outside of San Francisco, uh, Seattle, because there were no hotels. I just learned that she's offering hotels now, Ooh. even for features. Pat Wilson out of Seattle. The pandemic has changed everything fundamentally. Exactly. Well, I think she's four-walling it in Best Westerns. I mean, the weirdest (laughs) thing would be like if if the show was in a in a hotel, Mm -hmm. and then she didn't offer hotel anyway. That was the weirdest. (laughs) We're like, well, wait, but that's in a hotel. Are they full? (laughs) And they're like, no, they're not full. So she didn't. You just gave somebody a great idea. And, but I want to do like, I've been, I've been, I've been just literally just hacking on this guy and, uh, I've booked a couple of, um, 
one-off their comedy club their their yeah. privately owned comedy clubs right we, so there's there's like there's a club up in Humboldt County oh, there's, really? yeah and there's a there's a new airline that flies to Eureka oh yeah for like it, 60 bucks yeah it's something jet right easy jet a velo like a velo or something it's oh, avi really? yeah okay out of Burbank oh to Eureka California $59 each way. That's nice. And he's got a he's got a two-nighter. Yeah. And um and Eddie uh I yeah, I'm, ta- I'm talking about Eddie Pe- Pepitone. <laughs> I put his name in the <laughs> I put his name in the thing. But I've Eddie Pepitone many times during the day, during back in the day, Eureka Arcada, Coos Bay, yeah. Oregon, that all of that area. Yeah, yeah. And uh Augie told me that he was Augie Smith in, this last weekend was in Coeur d'Alene. So I look up guys like like Eddie Pepitone and Augie Smith and um, Daryl. Kyle Kinane, although he's doing theaters. Kinane's oh, doing theaters. But like, you know, level. just like the thing about Pepitone is that Pepit- you would think Pepitone would be more at Kyle Kinane's level, except for that uh, Pepitone's willing to grind it out, right? Yeah. So Eddie Pepitone this weekend is in Poughkeepsie. There is a comedy club in Poughkeepsie, New York. And so I was like, hey, Poughkeepsie, New York, uh, what, what, what's your deal? Will you look at yeah. my stuff? And this feels very 1992 to me, you know, because the, I have the Gersh working on sort of the big names. Mm-hmm. And then I'm opening for Maria and opening for Brian Regan at the chains and I'm trying to get into the big names, but I'm also willing if I can make what if I can make close to what I would get when Gersh gets me after after commission, like if right. I can book that myself, that's the same amount of money. And th- these are new markets. So, yeah, and you bring your merch and maybe, you know, yeah, it's uh yeah. So, but the the weird thing is, is I'm also, since I hurt my foot and I fell down the stairs, I'm like, I don't want to grind it out quite so much, but there's some, there's part of me that can't stop, Lori. I know. <laughs> I can't, I can't yeah. seem to stop looking for more work, <laughs> even though there's part of me that just wants to say, Hey, assholes, just double my pay. Work me where I work me the, the sweetest gigs in the world. Yeah. Work half as much and make twice as much, right? That's what I would like to do because I'm falling downstairs because I'm I'm in my head so much. I don't want to be in my head. Well, yeah. I mean, were, did you fall down the curb because you were worried about stand-up? <laughs> uh, I'd love – So I told somebody the story about me falling off the curb. I think it was Dana Eagle last night. She goes, yeah, you're going to need a better story than that, Jackie. <laughs> 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 Wait a minute! Didn't didn't Larry Miller? Isn't that that how he got his head injury? For it was from it was like a really benign what you think would something like what happened with you. I mean, it's, sometimes it's you dangerous. just wipe out. Sometimes you're falling on concrete. You're in danger. Yeah, and I've been falling since I was a child, and so it's not like this is some new. Hey, now I fall down thing. Yeah. Um, it's, but, but when I fall down, it hurts more because I'm, I'm not quite as, you know, I don't bounce as good. Right. Right. And so, um, 
but I, I am, I was coming out of the Alameda, right. Coming down the stairs and, and falling down those stairs the week before I, I fell off the curb. Um, that was entirely me rushing and it wasn't well lit. And I just, yeah. and the shoes I was wearing don't, don't have a heel or anything. So I just slipped and fell down the flight. Mm-hmm. But, um, that was I was in my head because I'd I'd gone over a little bit and there was another show and I was literally in my head thinking, man, they got to turn turn this room around. They got to turn this room around. I got to sell merch. I got to sell merch. I got to turn this room around. So that's dumb. Yeah. And then the the curb is just me normally it- just walking around, wiping out. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, this next year will be interesting. I've given myself a certain amount of time to fuck off, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. let new ideas come into my head, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, see what happens. And then, uh, you know, then I'll start selling my belongings. <laughs> I have to, but you will not have to. Hopefully I can either get another writing job or, or sell something, you know, like ha- I have, Oh, right. Of- like a script or ideas that, mm-hmm. you know, could be maybe, I don't know. But Cash cow. Just, yeah. I just want to let, like, I get the work, you know, not live with constant worry, just like breathe for a second, you know? And it has been kind of cool just being, you know, able to go to my kids' water polo games and stuff like that. And just like, you know, chill out for the first time as a mom, you know? Yeah. Um, but his yeah. season's ending, so I guess my. <laughs> what's what's his next sport you can get him into? Uh, he wants to do track and field, I think. Okay, fun. He wants to tear his other ACL. <laughs> Come on, my next album. <laughs> uh, yeah. So hey, let's take another break if we could. Perfect. Okay, okay you guys. Uh, this is an ad for beta brand dress pants, yoga pants, uh, getting ready for work and deciding if today is a professional day or a comfortable day. Now, thanks to beta brands, dress pant, yoga pants, your polished work clothes and your comfy clothes are one and the same. That's right. Beta brands, dress pant, yoga pant pants are designed with the, and it's just fun to say with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but they look like professional dress pants. There's tons of different styles to choose from like straight leg, skinny, cropped bootleg and more. Uh, they have a flare. Uh, colors from classic black to front prints like houndstooth. They even come in denim styles. Karen Rontowski was wearing them the other night and she said, Jackie, have you tried these are, these are, she literally, that show that we did together, Lori. Yeah. No, this goes, is verified. I saw it happen spontaneously. <laughs> <laughs> it, they were beta bread and she was, she's like, they're great. They're so great. They, they stretch in all directions. And, uh, so and they looked great on her. She has the, she had the jean version and they yeah, she had like the denim jeans. version. I would have had no idea that they weren't. I went with a groovy striped with a boot cut myself and, uh, and they are super cozy and they look like they have pockets in their dress pant looking and we're talking comfort and function. No more (laughs) fake pockets that are sewn shut, which is weird. Uh, these pants are designed for people who need pockets. Yeah. Yeah, So right now, yeah, go ahead. No, they look, they, they, they don't look as comfortable as they are. I mean, that's how you sell it. Like I thought Karen was wearing some uncomfortable jeans because jeans nope. are uncomfortable. She's fi- she's never been happier and she's glowing in her beta brand. 
And I was talking to Amy Anderson and she was like, wait, beta brand? The, 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 the pants that Vargas was talking about the whole time we were in Eastern Europe. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's right. So they have men's styles, you guys. There's beta brand. <laughs> so and Jackie and Lori listeners can get 30 percent off their beta brand orders when you go to beta brand. This is this is a specific URL. So you don't have to do anything except for go to this URL, which is beta brand, B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D dot com slash Jackie Lori. So beta brand dot com slash Jackie Lori for 30 percent off your order for a limited time and when you use our special url you're supporting our show so uh do that mm-hmm. find out why women are ditching typical work pants for beta brands dress pant yoga pants or and or discover what it's <laughs> like to be comfortable and confident all the time go to betabrand.com slash jackie Laurie for 30 percent off I can't, I can't, uh, believe I, for 10 years, I went to work at Conan wearing jeans that were uncomfortable because I didn't know about beta brand. I'm angry. I want that time back. Yeah. I, uh, I have road work coming up. I'm going to Chicago. Yep. Next. Well, after this week, I'm just opening for Maria and a couple of locals and then I'm opening for Maria in Chicago. And then the craziness that is, my family is November and December mm-hmm. because, uh, and I've, and I've booked gigs around it. I'm doing uh, Northern Arkansas the weekend after Thanksgiving. Is that, did you already do that room? Uh, I opened for Brian Regan. That was my first weekend. Oh yeah. That was Lowell, Arkansas for that guy, Woody. Right. Are you worried about their uh, COVID rates there? Um, I'm not, uh, I'm hoping to get the booster before I go. Right. And a friend of mine, her whole family just got it. You know, this guy, he's a comic. Uh, I'm good friends with his wife and not that he's not a perfectly nice man. Uh, he's got COVID. Yeah. Oh shit. But they, but they're all vaccinated, but it doesn't feel good. That's what I was told by her this morning. Right. (laughs) They're like, and she's just beating herself up going, why did I allow us to leave the house? And uh, well, because you can't live like a shut in and you're and you're vaccinated. You got to you got to do it. Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, it's easy to say when we haven't had a breakthrough case, you know. But yeah. Yeah. um, I I have the L.A. Times and well, a bunch of other places reported it too that Moderna is causes less uh, hospital well allows less hospitalizations in their breakthrough cases than Pfizer. So oh, there's more Pfizer, hospitalizations with Pfizer. Yeah, did you get Pfizer? I did get Pfizer. You definitely see if you can get your booster. Like really, I think I can get my booster now if I tell them that I'm fat. Um, but I don't want to. Right. I don't want anyone to know, you guys. <laughs> 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 is there a way I could lie about something else and tell them that I've got a limp and I need the booster? Andy, I think is eligible for the, I think you had to wait six months anyway. Yeah. So I think I'm not eligible until November anyway, to get the okay. booster month wise. Yeah. Oh, I think Moderna is going to have like a half, uh, half strength booster. Oh yeah. That's cause it's, cause it's, it's a pretty good, you know, Moderna uh, was in uh, the breakthrough on that was an Armenian guy. I was told that by a fellow Armenian. You know, you guys are proud of everything you do. That's what I love well, about Armenians. It's uh, the guy who played Mannix was Armenian. And uh, that's all we had when I was a child. That's all we had when I was a child. There. 
Cher, and we had Cher. She was half breed. That was that was what she was singing about her, being half her Armenian. Mom's last name was Sarkeesian, right? Or I don't know. I can't remember. It was definitely Armenian. Yes. I can't remember. Georgia something. Uh, Named after a different Soviet republic, Cher's mom. Exactly. And uh, I am reading, by the way, and I know yeah. that we're close to our, we're pretty close, aren't we, Kyle? We are. Ten minutes. Oh, I 50. thought. Anyway, in other days. <laughs> I got uh, to talk about. Oh, do you? Yeah. What do you, what do you got? It's not comedy. It's like I, I, I joined a really cheap gym that I would normally just like. Uh, poo poo. Not, yes. It's not Planet Fitness, but something <laughs> along those lines where you're like, this is just ridiculous. But um, the YMCA, um, you know, there's like there's full on people with masks that are pulled all the way down and no one's saying anything. And it's four stories high at the one in Burbank. It's really annoying. So whatever. I, I And it's really it's like 60 bucks a month. So this other one's Ooh. like. $18 a month. And, um, nice. So of course they're trying to make up their money. So they're like, we, we offer personal training. And, um, so I got my free, free one. And then, uh, I immediately, I signed up for a month cause I liked my trainer. She's, she's our age, you know? And, uh, I just, I, I don't like, um, looking, uh, incompetent in front of men, but I don't mind it in front of women. Right. Okay. So, so she's, you know, and I, I've lifted weights and stuff like that, but I mean, I just wanted to reset, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. so I've, I've been doing that. I, I bought a month's worth and, uh, and also small world, Jackie, her husband's a comedian. <laughs> like, I know Ooh, it, type, it, course, type it, type it. Is it, uh, uh, I don't, re- oh, it's not somebody I I've worked with. So. Okay, just oh, it's one of those. You know, it's so interesting when everyone's like, "Well, I know a comic," and then they say somebody's name, and you're like, "I got nothing." Uh, you would think, but I read, I I heard once that there are ten thousand people in Los Angeles who claim to be stand-up comics. Yeah, so and that, there's no one, there, and, and I'm at. I think her husband actually just does. I just don't haven't worked with him before. But yeah, no, no, yeah, they're in on this, but 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 no, I I think uh, <laughs> right. But uh, sure, I mean, who's going to stop you from calling yourself a comic besides your own sense of pride, uh, which you obviously don't have? Oh, my God. Three different industry people to this last week. I uh, was talking about staycation, the video. Yeah. And so it wasn't it wasn't the company who wants who's looking to buy it. It was three other people, including my lawyer, said, well, it's not like you're Bill Burr. Oh, it's not like that guy's Bill Burr. It's not like three different people said something like it's not okay. the comparison to Bill Burr. So in, in, in what way? Like you're not famous like him or you're not feeling right. I think that like they've, as far as I can tell, the canonization of Bill Burr might be complete. And so I actually tweeted at him and I said, be careful, man. The last guy they canonized, they crucified him. So, um, Jeez, Jackie, ominous shit for a guy who just logs on to Twitter. I mean, it's not his fault. <laughs> it isn't his fault, but I would, I was like, buyer beware, man. I don't want to be that famous. I, I would, I, I would. I think, I think they're just talking about how he, he fills rooms and stuff, you know, like he could write his own ticket. If, uh, if they're looking to buy a special, right. Right. He could write his own it. ticket. He could write his own. Yeah. They're talking about how. The life. Well, except for that. If you think about it, the pressure of being Bill Burr, I think, is so great. Oh, that would—that's what—that's what—that's what I feel bad for. You know, it's like that. Yes. 
Yeah, I would. I would. It would. The weight of it would crush me. Yeah. But luckily, he could probably just go. Well, fuck you, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he maybe he has a, a better sense of self. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, keep trying to rise to the occasion, right? You rise with it. You rise with with yourself. And I think also he's an older guy. Like his success came later. Yeah. And you know, someone like Pete Davidson had massive success so quickly. I think it's been really hard to manage. Mm-hmm. You know, in addition to his childhood trauma that everyone's in on, like, like he, like the rest of us, like if we have childhood trauma, at least it's a secret till we decide to make a one person show about it. <laughs> but like, that was like, we all know what happened to his dad, you know? And it's just like, everyone's in on his. I don't. Life. I think it's Who's Pete died. Davidson. What do you mean? Who, what the fuck? <sighs> are we in the same business? We aren't. Are you out we of aren't. your mind? I'm out he's, of my mind. I don't know who the SNL. fuck that is. He's oh, that's SNL. why I don't watch SNL. But you don't I've have never. to watch SNL to know who Pete Davidson is. I know. I know. He's in the Suicide think. Squad. Oh, uh, which one? Who did he play? <laughs> he got killed early. I don't know his character. Okay, he was one with the bleach blonde hair that got killed. Yes, early. First one whose head explodes. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, that was that catharsis how? for a lot of people. Embarrassing. Okay. And what, and what I, I, if I had any, if I had a sense of, uh, of, if, if I got any of my sense of self from knowing famous people, I would feel super bad. Shut it down. (laughs) Don't defend this one. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible error. And you just have to wallow in it. Okay. All right. I'm going to sit in it. His, I'm so sorry. I'd like to apologize to his family <laughs> and to his bank account, uh, to everything. <clears throat> All right. 19, he gets SNL and he's a frequent contributor on Weekend Update. And uh, his dad was a firefighter who died on September 11th in one of the towers. So that's his. Is story. his dad Steve Ranazizi? I'm so sorry. Uh, why do I know who Steve Ranazizi is? I just walked her, you guys. If you were a member of the Patreon, you could see this video. If you could see in the mirror as she just paces back and forth, hoping. Um, yeah. Pete Davidson, huh? He's an American comedian, you guys. I don't know. All right. I keep talking to you. I know. It's really hard some days. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, why doesn't his Wikipedia page have a, pi- a picture of him? That's a weird thing, right? That's not Did my fault, is it? his Wikipedia on your own time and not <laughs> during the podcast? Yeah, we got three minutes left. Oh, it's a clock. Oh, it's, uh, I'm reading an amazing st- uh, story of all the diaries around Winston Churchill. This is a book you oh. might enjoy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's called The Splendid and the Vile. Mm-hmm. And this is how I got this book. My sister Darla bought it for my dad. My okay. dad read it, enjoyed it, gave it to my sister-in-law, Sue Onison, the angel of death. Uh, she's a doctor. Uh, who, uh, and then Sue Onison gave it to me for my birthday. So she's so, you so regifted, so, <laughs> so regifted. And so I'm, I'm halfway through it. It doesn't look good for the home team. You guys, uh, the Luftwaffe is bombing London. They just bombed Coventry. It's not looking good for the home team, but here's, Wait, there's which, a, sh- what's the home team for you? I can't uh, tell Britain, Britain's the oh, home okay. team. Yeah. I'm always going to be anti-Nazis. I like my Nazis buffoonish and dead. Those are the two kinds of Nazis I like. Would you be anti-Nazi but pro-Axis? No. 
No, I'm still not going to be pro. Uh, Japan also did, was not my. Uh, I'm not. But uh, they just introduced the lend lease program, so it's brightening up. It's brightening okay. up. And yeah, I'm but it, book. Oh, go ahead. I oh, I was just going to say the cool thing about this book it's it's not Churchill's diaries. Yeah, it's regular people around Churchill. Mm. So and it's incredibly lightly written. So it's it's very it's a it's an easy nonfiction oh, book to well, read. So I'll, it's great. Maybe I'll talk yeah. to you for it. Yeah, um, I finished this book called The Dutch House by uh, Ann Patchett, which is great. Loved it. Yeah. Um, I started Ann Patchett. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Oh, you know who she is? I do. Do you know that by I had a, a do you know who Lori Moore is? I do. Short story writer. Yes. She was my uh, fiction teacher in college. What the fuck? That's yeah. amazing. I had a I semester know. with Lori Moore and did not appreciate it. <laughs> I was unworthy. The, the, my, the only thing I remember her telling us was the first, uh, and she liked one of my st short stories, but, um, the only thing, the only advice that she told me, uh, was she told the whole class, the first class was no suicide stories. I have to sleep at night. None of you people <laughs> can write about suicide. That was it. Heck yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants a, a story where the, the line drips off. <laughs> oh, I wrote a suicide note. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.